What is up, everybody? Welcome to Down Under the Ring. I am your host today, Fid McAwesome, and usually I would be joined by the one and only Warship, but look, he's on the bench at the moment. Uh, he's got an injury. The PC is down. Uh, so uh, we were going to take a break and uh, come back once his uh, studio was up and running again, but look, so much has happened in the last week. We could not miss putting out a podcast this week. Uh, so we have tagged in a replacement for the tag team, and we have the one and only uh, Ryan Betson. He is the voice of MXW, of APW of Deathmatch Down Under, and he's the man behind the scenes getting shit done at Renegades of Wrestling. He's basically all over the place in the Melbourne wrestling scene. Uh, welcome to the show, and thank you for joining us, bro. Oh, dude, no worries. Well, thanks for having me. I love being substitute Betson. It's like, uh, <clears throat> it's the best part. But uh, yeah, no, I am all... It's kind of funny. Like I kind of forget until like i start listing it out i'm like oh that one that one and that one oh man and that one and there's one that yeah. i never did one show but i did that one too and i was like and oh okay i think the thing that trips me up the most about you like you're all over pro wrestling in melbourne mm. but you're not an old wrestling fan like no. myself and shippy and basically almost everybody that listens to this like you're a relative newcomer to the pro wrestling as a fan yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I'll tell the story if you if you're yeah. giving me a moment. But yeah, so <clears throat> for those that don't know, hi Ryan. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty new to the wrestling game in that it was 2018, I think. So I previously used to work in a in a role in like in a department that I created where we use video games um, as to help support youth and young adults understand mm. themselves and the world around them, those that are neurodiverse, have mental health challenges, etc. And then I've been a content creator for the better part of the last decade. So with my oh, we day job, plug, we should plug the podcast as well. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll plug that surely. Don't get me wrong. Um, so with my day job being games and my side hustle being games, I burnt out so quickly. And mm. the, what used to be my escape from the world and like my way to calm and, and relax suddenly got lost i was yeah. like well, what am i gonna do <clears throat> and sure enough at the time they're like hey uh mcg wwe super showdown i was like oh you know i've never like I've, i remember wrestling being popular in my youth it wasn't mm -hmm. for me i didn't have cable so i couldn't watch it at the time I'm like let's give it a burl i did I watched, I watched a couple of episodes of like uh, Raw and SmackDown heading in. So mm -hmm. I got to experience the whole story of Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, which Samoa Joe was trying to implant himself in AJ Styles' family. And then he got mad and just threatened to punch everyone. Like his wife, yeah. his kid, his dog, you fucking name. He wanted to... Just standard like, Joe. And I'm like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And in that moment, I became a wrestling fan. And there was a shame the next show was Crown Jewel. That was a bit bum. but Because uh, <laughs> that yeah. was the era of non-canon Saudi shows. Correct, yeah. 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 So in hindsight... I'm so, just... so, so your, the, your fandom, the start of your fandom, was that going to the event? No, I didn't go. I was oh. going to, and then I saw the prices. I went, oh, I don't care that much. Now, though... I would have paid double what I saw. Oh, dude. I like, wish I went. It was funny because I was supposed to go to that event. Mm. Um, there was a brand who was heavily involved in my work who were heavily involved in that event. And um, I was invited to go along. And I was so excited because, dude, lifelong wrestling fan, I get to see The Undertaker in a stadium. 
And that was literally, it was, it was yeah. Undertaker, that was why I wanted to go. But we ended up having some, I can't remember if it was family stuff or work stuff or, oh no, that's what it was. My wife had to go to New Zealand for work. Mm. So I was stuck over in Sydney looking after my kids. So I just couldn't make it. Yeah. I was gutted. Yeah, and, and like as you mentioned, like in hindsight now, like knowing that I'll never see Taker, I'll never see Triple H, probably yeah. never see Shawn Michaels, yeah. I'm like, oh, I just ha- like it's a good thing because I happened to fall in love with wrestling when it was at its shittest. So it's really yeah. nice now that things are amazing. So it's like I'm like I get to kind of experience it. I got to experience the beginnings of AEW as that yeah. you know it's a really like kind of the best time to get to get into professional wrestling. And then from there, I was like, I'm going to, I got to check out some local wrestling. Actually, I so, so, so you weren't uh, involved as a wrestling fan in the era of hate watching Raw. No, I, I, cause I was watching <laughs> it, but I was also doing my own podcast at the time called the young and the wrestlers. Uh, and I was like, Oh cool. Well, well you know, I, I found love with wrestling. I can't seem to make anything not work. So yeah. I, I made a show and, and it was really hard to try and make an engaging show when, it sucked because yep. you know the whole gimmick of our show was that we would treat it as real as possible right yeah we would we would be in the kayfabe we'll try speculate about why they would do this and because there's a thousand podcasts in the world about professional wrestling but it's always you know everyone's trying to do you know a wrestling the observer, scandal and the news you know, all, and, yeah it's like that yeah Let's treat it as is it. Let's embrace the fucking stupid and the so yeah. proper that is the young and the the young the wrestling. So hence the young and the wrestlers. Um, so yeah, from there I was like, oh cool. And then I remember getting an invite to go and see uh, fighting with my family. Yeah, I was like, oh sweet. So we went to the, the premiere. I remember being so jealous when I saw the photo come out of you uh, going to that. I was just like, motherfucker. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a good <laughs> was- swing. Because uh, I, I, I wanted, out of, out of all the movie premieres I've been invited to in my job, that was probably the one where I was like, I want to go to that one. And mm. the invite never came through. <laughs> so I went to the thing just expecting to go watch a show. I went with, went with my friend, Jem, who is, mm. he, she was my, my Sherpa in my wrestling, lo- wrestling love, right? So yeah. we went there and they had a ring set up in the foyer of Hoyts in Melbourne Central. And in there was Slex versus Lockie Hendricks. And in that moment, I fell in love with in-person wrestling. Yeah. Like Lockie Hendricks to this day is by far one of the best wrestlers to ever hit in Melbourne. And like, like I work with him now. So I remember the like, first time I actually had a sat down, I said, hey, this is the thing that got me into wrestling. I fell in love with it. It was you and Slex because they both had Sunnies as their gimmick. So yeah. like for them, they were like having this battle to who will be first take off the Sunnies. And, you know, it was this whole thing. And I went, I need to go wherever these guys are. Yeah. And uh, so that was MCW, Melbourne City Wrestling. So I went to a couple of shows there. Then the whole pa- uh, then the whole pandemic happened. Uh, so that was a bummer. But then I got really involved with Deathmatch Down Under, sort of got involved in the Deathmatch scene. Uh, so where I started is just, you know, just, just going, seeing my friends, which then became, Hey, can you help us with ring crew? Yeah, sure. Whatever. So here I am packing down rings, sweeping up mm. broken glass, which then went into, Hey, you know how to use like AV shit. Can you run all our music? Yeah, sure. Why not? So I did that AV for them. And then I went and did AV for a, a, a promotion, did one show called Anarchy Pro Wrestling. Um, and then I fell into commentary for DMDU for adrenaline pro wrestling uh as well as mxw which is a new a new promotion um out of country vic 
yeah, and then from there, I got involved with Renegades of Wrestling as well. And as you mentioned, I'm a sort of the man about town. So I'm kind of like a bit of a gopher. I just sort of do whatever's the team needs. You'll always mm. see me around the ring, finding, helping people find their seats, being the door, just being the energetic person that I am, yep. sort of keeping that vibe, um, working in that real sort of community management side of, of what we do. And, and I've been chatting with the team. We're doing a bit more with them this year as well. And yeah, so what began as just like oh i'm enjoying this became something way way it's almost like you you speed ran uh i did wrestling fandom yeah yeah like i I went straight from like here's the thing i like oh my god this is crazy i'm gonna watch this every week i want to be involved and now here you are yeah it was just (laughs) a a really skilled falling up pretty much just falling upwards in a cool positions and and it's it's funny because as a lifelong wrestling fan, like my wrestling fandom started in the eighties as a kid. Mm. Um, and you know, you fall out of love and you fall back in love. And as most wrestling fans have done over the years, uh, and I've always sort of been looking for my way of getting involved in the industry. Now that I'm an adult and all that, and I'm like, I want to get, get, get involved somehow. And I still haven't found that apart from doing this show. Hey, well, this well, um, admittedly, the show, the Young and the Wrestlers, is what got me involved. In mm. that, you know, we would do review, essentially review shows, the breakdowns of Deathmatch mm. Down Under, and then they checked it out, and then we got hit up by the team, and they're like, "Hey, you want to just come hang out?" I'm like, "Yeah, we'll come hang out. Sure, why not?" Amazing. Yeah, and it's it's all good. And like for me, you know, as I mentioned, <clears throat> like wrestling was something to give me that mental health break. Right. Mm. And it's fascinating. Like very few things in this world fill my cup as much as going to wrestling, being the big extroverted person. I am. It's great energy. Like Mm. I see my friends. It's cool. It's adrenaline. I take my son with me now as well. So he's just turned seven. Oh, Um, and that's the perfect age to get kids into wrestling, bro. Yeah. Um, so it's funny you say it because my eldest son was roughly around about that age when I got back into wrestling, mm. um, which was peak Cena, uh, CM Punk, and the, yep. um, uh, what is it, the um, Strategy Society era mm. and all that sort of thing. And he got me back into it. Mm. And it was so fun because he was a Cena kid naturally. And I, so I was a CM Punk guy and um, being able to have that rivalry with my kid while we were watching was so fun. Yeah. Cause yeah. like for me, it's that, ne- that next level as well. Cause I'm working with all these people and like, I'm at the comms desk. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Did like you that- try and keep it real for him? Oh yeah. He has an understanding, right? He has an understanding that like, if everyone's going in because he because he comes he arrives when i arrive right so mm-hmm. he sees everyone practicing and planning out their spots and he's fascinated by it something yeah. about watching him like see them plan it out and then seeing it in action just breaks his brain yeah um <clears throat> but because they know me and they know they know him like they use him as crowd work it's the best because yeah. <clears throat> they know they can come and like get in his face and because he knows that it, who they are so he knows that they he can yell back and you know, yep. we have the, you're allowed to swear at the wrestling rules. So yeah, you know. <laughs> that's amazing. So he gets to get really involved. And like you said, uh, you came in at a time where wrestling was starting to get good. And in the last 12 months, things have just been getting better been and better as a wrestling insane. fan. It's got to the point where I think I started off last year as, hmm, maybe I'll give WWE a bit more investment to the point where I'm now like, I can't miss WWE now. See, it's fascinating. So I, 
I went the other way. I obviously kicked things off with WWE, mm. loved it. Then AEW came around, and then I fell in love with AEW because it Same. hit differently. And then now, I can't tell you the last time I watched AEW. Like, no slight against the the brand. I still love what they do. I follow it on socials and whatnot. Mm. But, like, I haven't watched a full episode of Dynamite. I've watched any collision ever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... You didn't even watch during the punk era. Oh, no, I watched the punk debut, the big big first one, I think. But, like, I'm not... Yeah. It's it's on a Sunday, so it's super weird timing for us. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's one of those things, like, over time, I just kind of fell out. And I and I think it's the... Because I love the soap opera and the spectacle mm. and, and all this, like, the storytelling, I guess. Yeah. And AEW does great storytelling. Like I, I still argue that the Hangman's Hangman story heading into him winning the title is one of the best bits of wrestling I've ever seen in my entire life. The level of yeah. nuance in that story and relatability and in that story. Was some amazing storytelling. <clears throat> Bang on. And like there are moments where it's killer, but there are just moments where it's not. And WWE, yeah. I found with the, and just the spread of-, of talent, there's a lot more consistency. And then yeah. plus all the flash and all the characters. And it's just the wrestling that I like to. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm pretty much the same. And some of the criticism that we've done on this show over the last couple of months against AEW hasn't been against their work as wrestlers. Mm. It's been around the most engaging stories have been MJF, once again. uh, And that's probably about it. Well, yeah, because, you know, it's one of those things like the Bucks are out for a little... Because post uh, Brawl Out, like it kind of went really quiet and... Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just it lost me somewhere and it bummed yeah. me out. Yeah, but, but now I get now I get it with WWE and I'm happy with that. And of exactly. course, all the shows I work. So it's and of course, this week we had uh, Raw Day One. Interesting seeing the Day One branding coming back, um, but I think it just worked out really nicely that Raw was happening on the first day of the year. Mm. And what a show! Like before we get to the main news of the show. I would have to say, like, bell to bell, start to finish of this show was so good. Yeah. Um, like, usually, even in this new Triple H era of uh, WWE, you still have, you know, your filler matches every now and then and just stuff where you, you time to walk away and go for a pee and come back, you yeah. know. Um, but the three hours of Raw this week felt like an hour and a half. Like, it rolled past so fast. Yeah. Um, it was just such a well-paced show. And um, yeah, it was just such an interesting show to watch. But then, of course, we had the big tease coming into the show, which was there is going to be a returning WWE champion. See, it's insane uh, that you called it because <clears throat> you were like, on the social, it's Jinder Mahal. I went, ha, I'm going to do one worse. It's Braun Strowman. And that's what I said in my head, right? Because Universal yeah. Champion for like 25 minutes, whatever it was. Um, I was like, yeah, that would be disappointing. But then Jinder Mahal came. I was like, ah, that's pretty disappointing. And the thing is, I literally, <laughs> when they, that tweet came out from Triple H, I thought to myself, who was the most ridiculous champion that I could think of that they would bring back on Raw mm-hmm. as a joke? And... Jinder. The fact that it, I got it right. Because isn't he like hilarious. messing about in NXT right now? It's the only thing I've seen him on mm. was NXT. And even then, I think it's very sparse, which yeah. is funny because he has a really close relationship with Drew McIntyre in real life. So I'm kind of amazed that Drew hasn't pushed to work with him. Yeah. Because I think yeah. there was some, ooh, a little while ago now, like there was some sort of like 
something happening with them, but yeah. Yeah. And how vague was that, Ryan? What a vague yeah. sentence. <laughs> but it's never come to fruition. No. But yeah, they so they bring out uh Jinder Mahal and the crowd reaction priceless. Beautiful. Beautiful. Like almost anger in that disappointment, right? Uh which is it was perfect. Um I will say my Can we just say reaction, shout out to Jinder for, for willing this willingness to be the butt of this joke? Oh, he leaned down, right? Like yeah. there's no way that he did not know, right? He's like, All right, I'm gonna they clearly are taking the piss out of me, but I'm going to go out there and do some amazing character work. Yeah, I'm going to sell it like it's like it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, and he's probably the best. It was probably the best segment I've seen where they've brought someone out to be that lead in for a return. Mm. Um, the only other one and, I can think of, but like it was both positive, was like the Adam Cole Brian Danielson. Oh, that was a positive. But what I was going to say was the Austin Theory ones have been doing, and yeah, the last few times like when rock came back it was austin theory when cena came back it was austin theory i think they've even done an austin versus austin one i think Uh, they've had stone cold come out as well oh i think so shout Um, out to adhd memory by the way but totally uh, i'm exactly the same and um yeah you'll probably find during this show the amount of times i'll go you know that guy um all tangent and come back to a memory that you kind of forgot about earlier But what I I was actually getting ready to write a tweet during the Jinder Mahal segment because there's a part of me, and look, I am that woke anti-racism guy on Twitter. Anyone who follows me knows that I get a bit pissed off when something is... As you should. Right? And I was actually writing out a tweet, and I was like, this is so stereotypical, using the... Uh, Indian guy to be the bad guy mm. and taking the piss out of America, blah, 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 blah. And I was literally about to hit send on a tweet where I was writing about it. And then the rock pop happened. Yeah. And I just forgot all about it. And I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. <clears throat> um, and look, it was totally the normal shtick, right? Yeah. Uh, Rock comes out, does exactly what Cena does as well. Comes out, buries the young that, guy. Yeah, on does the, the greatest roster, hits, and then but buries the guy <clears throat> who's actually signed and has to come back to work next week. <laughs> and I was genuinely thinking it was just like last time, right? Last time, uh, they had him come in completely ignore the fact that his family are falling apart uh, in the bloodline, completely ignoring the fact that his daughter is in a cult. Mm-hmm. Nope. It was Austin Theory being a douchebag that brought him back. But in this time it was, nope, it was Jinder Mahal talking shit about America that brought him back. And that's what I thought it was just going to be, right? Yeah. Bring him back for a pop and he was going to be gone. However, we get that entire shtick. And he has that final line. And I had no idea where it was going at first, right? Yeah. Um, it was the whole, I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat. But I need you guys to help me. Where am I going to eat? Where am I going to sit? Yeah. Should I sit in a booth? All right, weird. Should I sit at a bar? Okay, maybe this is going to be some sort of advertising I, thing. For I had Tenem- one of the, you know, that, you know in that uh, Zootopia movie where that sloth kind of gets that whole, you know, like that slow yeah. smile. That's right. I'm like, where are you going with? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. don't you fucking. Or should I <laughs> yeah. sit at the head of the table? And, I, and in that moment, I'm sure both you and I squealed. Because I know I did. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I squealed. I was just oh, like. Oh, I straight up squealed. 
I did that. It's happening. Ah, like the Flanders with the purple drapes. Like, ah, well, my, I think I almost did the, the office meme. <laughs> oh, my God, guys, it's happening. It's, it's happening. happening. <laughs> I, so and, I was sitting in here at my desk, and I started screaming. And, like, my son was here because he's like, he comes like, Dad, what's going on? And, like, my housemates in the kitchen were like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah. it's the rock. <laughs> Yeah, and, and look, I was just like, oh my god, this is awesome. We're finally going to get it. Rock versus Roman at Mania. It was supposed to happen last year. Rock's confirmed it was supposed to happen last year. Um, I thought we weren't going to get it because the strikes are over, so Rocky's going to be going back that's to work. That's why Cena's out of here. Yeah, that's why Cena's gone. Um, but Rock's not working at the moment for no. the first time in a long time. He's not mm-hmm. filming anything. So it all makes sense. It all lines up. And so instantly that begs the question is if Roman versus Rock is happening, who's getting bumped from this card, right? Yeah. And do you think if it happens at Mania, we'll get into other Mm -hmm. location speculations later, it happens at Mania, like do we still get – Roman versus uh, Cody to finish the story. Is that too much Roman Reigns for one weekend? That's a lot of Roman Reigns for one weekend. but like, and, and that's also taking other people off the card, right? So yeah. uh, I can't help but see the irony that after 10 years, CM Punk comes back and potentially will lose the main event, lose out on that main event spot because Rocky's come back. Like the irony in that situation is hilarious to me. My entire speculation around what this could be or how this will work is based on the title. And that is the title that is the belt and the title that is the title of Head of the Table. Yeah. They're the two things. And that is what where it sits for me. So my belief is this entire feud with Rock and Roman won't be about about the belt. Like... Probably they might come face to face at some point, probably before Chamber. Yeah. And then he goes, You're not getting this belt. You've done he's like, I don't want the fucking belt. Yeah. I've had enough belts. Belt. I've had enough belts in my time. I've I've got more belts than you have than you ever will, right? Yeah. What what I am here for is the title, the title of head of the table. You yep. think you're blah, 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 cut, cut cut promos, cut promo, right? A- absolutely. And <clears> this <throat> is the thing, as a Kiwi from a um Pacific Island point of mm. view, right? Is there is so much nuanced story to tell with the culture of Samoa sending money back to the islands, uh, feeding your family, the person who is the actual chief of the family. And we all know Rocky's dad, Rocky's grandfather was the high chief, right? Mm. So who has the lineage of chieftain? It's Rocky, right? There's, it's, we don't need the belt in the story at all. Not at all. Yeah, and, and that's and the best thing about it, right? Because they can they can even, you know, bring it external to the wrestling. Like, you know, The Rock has gone off and done all this. He's cemented his name. He cemented the lineage, right? Mm. Yes. And if anyone, know, if anyone's got the money to feed the family, exactly. And like, yeah, no, Roman, you're in a movie once. You're in Hobbs and Shaw, thanks to me. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the whole angle that they can go there. And this is why I think He's... it will happen before Mania. But if it does go to Mania, there's a chance that you might get opening night, Roman night, day, night one, close night two with Cody. 
Like yeah. that's the only way you're gonna get it because you can't you can't main event both nights. Yeah, because and I've heard some speculation something. that there could be some fuckery where um, Cody ends up getting the money in the bank from uh, Priest and all that mm. sort of thing. But I think that waters down the that's, story. That's overbooking it too hard. Oh, it's once it, absolutely. It's but it's the main point I think is it waters down the story. Yes, right. The story is you earn the title. Yes, like he wants to be dusty and earn the title stand on the ring ropes holding that title up because he earned it not because he get a got to get out of jail free speed run to win the title after someone else has beaten the shit out of him yeah which is the exact same reason that i don't see cody winning the rumble like that's punks 100 yep. percent. that's punk punk rollins that's a book that's a lot you lock that in yeah and the, from here to there is what you do to get there yeah. So whether Cody goes to Chamber, wins the Chamber, gets his shot, right? Because yeah. <clears throat> I have a whole, I have a whole thing about Chamber, not just because it's here in Australia, but I have some things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because and looking as much as I love The Rock, he he got pretty gassed, like that people's elbow trying to cut the promo, he had a bit of a hard time. So, so hence the I, opening I, I, night. I did I did message Shippy about this, mm. and he was just Shippy's response to me was. It'll only take a couple of months to get ring ready. Oh, yeah. He just needs to get some cardio in. Well, because it's one of those things, that's muscle memory at this point, right? Like, he's just right. got to, like, work it and he's there. He has nothing yeah, yeah, else yeah. to do. What the fuck else he going to do? All he has to do is get the cardio up. Yeah. Look, don't get me wrong. If you and I had nothing to do for the next two months, I'm sure we could do fantastic things. Oh, look. And we're not The Rock. We're not as Ren genetic. Renegades of Wrestling Book It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Betson versus Fed. There you go. Yeah. No one will care but you and me. For, for, for the podcast title. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like I think that can happen. Like, Hence the other, the other thing would be, because Roman matches do tend to go for a while. There's always a lot of fuckery. So yeah. I think having it be the opener, which is, it's really ballsy to have The Rock be an opener. But yeah. what's the best spot on the card? You either open or you close. Exactly. And you, you could potentially do it either end of Mania, right? Mm. As you have Rocky versus Roman open day one. Or you go and the other way. Oh, no, the Cody thing would be better if it was the last Cody thing. needs yeah. to, if you've got Cody versus Roman, it needs to end day two, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, there's literally the only person who can outstaunch um, Roman and all of the rest of the bloodline is um rocky mm. because Dwayne's the only person that has there's there's this thing in um polynesian culture which is mana right and mana is more than just pride it's pride it's respect it's mm. all that sort of thing and mana is important right and i guarantee you in that family the one living member who is still active who has the most mana is, Ro is uh, rocky mm. right uh, apart from their elders, who Rikishi would have more mana than Rocky. Yeah, want, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but the thing is, there's an amazing story to tell there, mm. and including Rikishi, including the Samoan dynasty, right? All those other members. Um, and you, I think you have to get them all involved. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a yeah. big story to tell. That's a huge story <clears throat> to tell. But with that in mind as well, nothing. I don't think anything would be more powerful, especially for individuals of that culture, to come mania like that entrance 
the entrance that is Roman, that, that is rock, that is like that whole, yeah. oh man, I'm not even from that culture. I'm excited. I'm like, why oh, does dude. they come? I'm like, that would be insane. Uh, especially if you drop Rocky's usual, if you smell what the rock's mm. cooking intro, like you don't do that straight away. Like you do a full Samoan intro. Yeah. Like you bring out the Samoan, um, uh, performance at the start and all that sort of thing, and then you drop the if you yeah. smell what the rocks because you still need that pop. Well, and if, if anyone's seen, was it Fast and the Furious eight? I uh, haven't seen anything past four. I uh, think. In the Maybe beginning, Fast Five. In the beginning of the movie, from memory, uh, uh, rocks. Uh, uh, a character he's the coach of his kids like soccer team and that's yeah. like, like an under underrate soccer team and he and they're all doing this mad haka just like fucking with these yeah. kids and like well so you know we can do a mean one so you know imagine that wrestlemania level like oh exactly oh. amazing and uh, i think you need to embed the culture in that um because it's what it so- is it's because it's a nod to not just roman it's not a nod just to rock it's a it is a nod to that entire family Right. Yeah, and like, that family has been involved in pro wrestling since forever. And right. that's everywhere from Polynesian pro wrestling in Hawaii to uh, New Zealand, um, the New Zealand pro wrestling with uh, on the map back in the 70s and 80s, right through to the WWWF with mm. Vince's dad, right? Like they have been an integral part of pro wrestling globally especially in the western world oh because it's pretty much like them the hearts obviously the yeah. mans and then like the you know dusty the Rhodeses. yeah <clears throat> yeah and saying that you don't get the Rhodes family until after dusty so yeah like they this family hence why i dusty. said dusty not Rhodes, because it's like yeah it started with him and then it went everywhere else yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and <clears throat> yeah it, it's an amazing story to tell but the implications that happen by having rock and roman like already bringing punk back has completely changed the landscape of mania right like sadly la knight who i would have said three months ago is a main eventer at mania he's out no he's not main eventing he he will have the opportunity to steal the show yes he will ha- there will be an incredible spot because uh, I, I I saw a thing on Twitter and I kind of expanded on it a little bit. I like where this person was going and I kind of, you know, building up this oh, what potential was the card. There? So the card that this person threw together for Mania, which made me go, oh, uh, let me just find it in my, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In my chats. Uh, here we go. So this is the card that this person put together and I expanded it a little bit because I quite liked it. So can, it was, can we th- say who, who, who put it together? Couldn't tell you. Some okay. rando. Couldn't tell you. And if I could, I totally would. Shout out to whoever this guy is. So WWE Championship, The Rock versus Roman Reigns. The World Heavyweight Championship, Punk versus Seth Rollins. Makes complete yep. sense. Yep. This is assuming that Cody's not getting his shot. It would be Randy Orton versus Cody. Not as good as the other one, but no. it's something. No. Uh, IC title, Brock versus Gunther. Yes, 100%. I think there's no, uh, no one else to take on Gunther. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. It's end boss versus end boss. Yeah. It's going to be shit hot. It's going to be so good. And, dude, it's going to be a uh, meat fest. Yeah. Oh, just chopping, wrecking. And 
I will add, you put Big E on commentary for that match. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, women's World Heavyweight, uh, Rippers versus Becky. Okay. <clears throat> this one was All the right. one that was kind of a bit speculative, and I don't think it's going to happen, but I like the idea of it. So you can interchange one of these names. So it would be the, the Women's WWE Championship. It'll be Bianca Belair versus either Sasha Banks mm-hmm. or Jade Cargill. Okay. Uh, with the United States Ooh, Championship. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Sasha's out As now, it stands, sorry. right? Well, until, until anything's locked in. This is true. It's all speculative because we've been worked before. We'll do it again. Yeah, well, look, it was only a few months ago we were told Punk was out. It wasn't happening. Mm. Uh, and then the United States, even. yeah, the United States Championship, LA Knight versus Logan Paul. Yep, I like that. That would be so insane. And then, of course, I, I think that one there is the only one that makes sense for yeah. LA Knight. And I think that there's a day one or day two opener. Oh yeah, and then LA Knight's winning, by the way. Yeah, because they, they, they've achieved what they wanted to do with Logan Paul, which is give him the belt, let him take it, do all these contenty nonsense, go to these brothers' yep. boxing matches or whatever, carrying the belt, get that recognition, and then you take it. LA and I do you do pop. you think he has actually moved the needle though Not on really. uh, bringing in non WWE fans? Uh, that, that I, I think that was the strategy. I can't speculate on it mostly because I don't. I'm not a part of Logan Paul's viewer viewer base. Yeah. I don't follow him. I don't care for him outside of his wrestling prowess. So, like, I don't. I would have to assume on his level of influence in in outside. Um, I think having at a boxing event makes sense, um, just because it's that collaboration. There might be some people that go, "Oh, okay," and I think it's enough to at least go, "Oh." And then if you know someone that knows wrestling, you'll go, "Oh." Did Logan Paul a wrestler? Like, but well, yeah, and he's really fucking good. And they go, yeah. Oh, okay, I'll check it out. And then who knows? You know, that's all you need. Wrestling, all you need is that in, in that way in. Whether it be just watching a match or watching a show like Heels, and that yeah. makes you go, oh, hang on, and you start you start to understand how it all works and how it all comes together. See, um, whereas my my son is a Logan Paul fan. Yeah, and he has he's not a wrestling fan at all. He was when he was younger. He doesn't give a shit now. Yeah. Um. And the closest he has got to showing an interest in Logan Paul being in the WWE was, one, he's seen the TikToks and the Instagram content. Um, But the only thing that I would say was an investment that he was considering was he wanted to play WWE 2K23 because Logan Paul was in it. Hey, once again, once you get in, you're in. But he has no interest in watching the show. Oh, yeah, for now. For now, for now, I'll bring him back. Yeah, that's right. And then I also, <laughs> and then I also added uh, Jimmy versus Jay Uso in some yep. sort of cool stipulation. I haven't worked out what it'd be yet. So but... that, that I think that's an interesting one. Is do you have do you get all the way to Mania if Rock's involved without Jay being involved in that story, or do you bring him back into the bloodline? Well, that or go... do you have him team with Rocky? It depends. So this is the thing. So I think he's the outlier in the story that no one has really considered yet. You and I, can we get into our, our, our chain? Because like everything hinders around like my, the way I see this path going hinders on this one. Okay, let's let's get into it because my position changed on chain. Yeah. All right. So the other thing that did come out once Rock uh, was 
did his whole thing is maybe it doesn't happen at mania maybe it happens at chamber mm-hmm. and i'll say this up until this afternoon i was no that makes no sense why would you put rock on a pay-per-view that airs at 4 a.m in the u.s mm-hmm. like the australian audience isn't as big as um the american audience the uk audience is not really going to be awake at that time either they're going to be struggling to watch it um the like the time zone that we're in is very limited for it being convenient for the rest of the world Mm -hmm. that was my thinking going into it even though i know that there is a report out there that uh western sydney government has western sydney western australia western sydney western australia (laughs) wa sorry wa government has put in a pitch for Rocky to be there. And that yeah. came out about a month ago that. Yeah. Um, even though I knew that, I was just like, I don't see WWE taking the bait on that. Yeah. However, I have had a couple of DMs in the last six hours. There was the conversation I had with you. Mm. But someone of some repute, oh, and yeah. I cannot say who it was, <laughs> and I will not say who it was, <laughs> They sent me some information that basically made me go, fuck. Oh, I'm going to have to. It's happening. I need to hear this up when we're done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm not even sure if I can share it with you, but I'll tell oh, you the story. I'll keep that shit under wrap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but essentially, somebody messaged me and said, Elimination Chamber is more likely than you think it is. Yeah. And so, like, my reasoning was a couple of, was a couple of different things. It was, A, apart from the WA uh, government putting a thing going, hey, we'll front the cash, essentially, mm. which is a big one. And, like, I thought that was a pie in the sky until, like, this, you know, ex-champion was going to make it. There's a couple of things that they have done semi-recently to indicate this is fucking, like, they have plans. So previously, WWE has really focused on the idea of the big four, right? Which is your yeah. Mania, Rumble, SummerSlam, and whatever the other one was. Like, fuck, what is the other one? Was it uh, Survivor Series? Survivor Series, thank you. Oh, my yeah. God, my brain. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> There's your four. However, over the last, like, couple of years, they've really demonstrated that every pay-per-view should be important. Yeah. We saw that in the UK. Money in the bank was huge. Money in the bank was massive, and it was in Puerto Rico, right? Like, it had legitimate consequence. Clash in the Castle, what previously would normally be a throwaway show, because it's, like, not even a a big-named one that's off to the side, of consequence. Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel, same thing. Even closer, Elimination Chamber 2023, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the title. We all thought the belt was going to change. Yep. So they have clearly set up an idea that every show is important. There's no fucking B B pay-per-views anymore. Like we're on a run. We're doing it. Right. And when you're in these, and these international shows are important. They are. Yeah. So, cause the, if they wanted to do an unimportant show here, they would do a WWE live show and they were going to up until they announced chamber. So you've got an arena in WA, which is pretty landlocked. It's a shit place to be. It's 70,000 seats. It's also a shit place for anyone else in Australia to get to. Correct. It's shit to get to internationally. (laughs) It's shit to get to in Australia. So like they need to make it mean something. Yeah. Tickets weren't moving as well as they hoped last I heard. Yep. But <clears throat> they're going to be moving now. 
<clears throat> so that's yeah. my theory. So my theory is that'll happen. We get Rock versus Roman's main, Roman main eventing chamber. You get Cody Rhodes in that chamber match, getting the shot to then go. So yep. there's two ways that it can go in uh, under my theory. First one, Roman Roman goes over at Chamber. He he is now head of the table. It makes him look like that unstoppable boss, that monster. There's like I am unstoppable. So when Cody yep. gets the win on him, makes it even better, right? Huge yep, pop. Exactly. The other one, which I kind of like a bit better, is Rock goes over. Therefore, Roman loses the title that is head of the table. So once again, we should stipulate the, the Roman versus Rock, not a belt match. It's a for the title of head of the table. So we have we we no longer have a fast lane. There's no pay-per-view in March. It goes no. February straight through to Mania. So whatever happens at Chamber is integral to what happens at Mania. Yep. Roman loses. He gets rocked, pun intended. He gets all the wind knocked out of him. Through that process, Jimmy can get involved there or Jimmy can get involved earlier. Uh, sorry, Jay can get involved here, I should yeah. say. Jimmy falls off after losing the title. He's like, well... Why am I here? Why am I here? Because his whole thing was he was going to be... The, he wants to be this the next Roman. This island's now irrelevant. Yeah, he wants to be the next Roman. He wants to be the next head of the table. And he's like, well, you're not it anymore. Why the fuck am I following you? Yeah. And then Solo's always been on like the cusp of this entire time. He's always kind of just there. Once that, like, that respect is gone, Solo steps away. Mm. Then all you have left is Heyman. And then during that time, Heyman kind of drifts away as well. So what you yeah, I mean, get... look, I wouldn't be surprised if Heyman drifts away. He drifts towards Punk. Exactly, right? Like, and then he goes to Punk. And like that could be a thing and in of itself. I, I love the fact that they've continually told the story with Heyman as he's a leech. Oh, yeah. He just goes to whoever's biggest. Yeah. Yeah. But then you could also have, you know, if, if they hint at Brock versus Gunter, Heyman could be like, I don't know where to go. There's three people. Like, that could be a bit of fun as well. So essentially, it it ends. It'll have Roman heading into Mania by himself. Every match he's had until this point has purely been won by the assistance of of the Bloodline. Right? Mm -hmm. He's there's fuckery. There's always some sort of shenanigans that gets it across the line. He doesn't have that anymore. So he's got that. He's emotionally he's emotionally shaken. He has he has to win. So he's going to throw everything so you name it it's gonna go nuts he's gonna leave nothing nothing in the back which which will also make cody even better when he wins he defeats him like at his like at his essentially his weakest like at the vulnerable where he's most vulnerable i should say not weakest because he'll be like just swing hit like backed into a corner swing hitting so this is my thing, issue with that is if you've got cody versus roman why the title's not there. No, no, the, no. The belt, the belt is still there. He, okay. the only thing he has left is the belt. He lost the title of head of the table. He because the match at Chamber. Oh, wasn't so he's the belt kept match. the title. He's kept. Okay. He's got the belt. That's the only thing he has left. So the, I was just going to say, there's another possibility in this. Yeah, is he does lose the title at Chamber. What to rock? We get Rock versus Roman. Uh, rock and you get Cody. Rock versus Cody. Oh, that would be stupid. I love that too. It's dumb. Yeah. I'm not happy with like, it. Like, that's a Vince McMahon booking right there. That is a Vince McMahon booking. See, and, like, that was one of the things we discussed as well, is, like, I think under oh, just the, the way WWE some... are running right now is that that story is key. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or to throw some stupid McMahon booking at you. <laughs> Please. This is what you do. Roman drops the title to Rock at Elimination Chamber. Mm -hmm. 
then on Raw the next week, you've got Cody coming out to challenge Rock. But Rocky says, there's one more match I still need to do. And then he calls out John Cena for third in a lifetime. <laughs> well, look, with the history of Ric Flair right now, uh, well, it's not right now, it's been garbage for years. Like, I, the only person that I would truly love to be to take his his record would be Cena. I think Cena deserves it. Totally. And so anyway, but I uh, hate the I hate the idea of there being a world heavyweight title match without Roman or Cody. Yeah. <laughs> or like yeah. I, I do like the idea of Rock versus Roman at the chamber mm. with no title on the line. Yeah. So I don't want your title. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that because that's what was the call? Was it was it not mana? What was mana? Yeah, it's mana. mana. Yeah, mana. Right. So that's the thing. Mana. It's bigger than the, it's bigger than a belt. It's bigger than a title. Like this is what it is. Like this is art. Like we're not fighting just for the title head of the table. We're fighting for the family. We're fighting. <laughs> we're, and, look, <laughs> and he could he could actually play it into his whole storyline. Like own the reality of what's going on in the world. It's yeah. like I don't want the title, and these guys don't want me to win the title and be a part timer like yeah. you've been for the last twelve months. Oh, oh, you popped me just then. That was really good. Yes, right. Like. And the thing is, like, we know that Triple H does not mind leaning into a bit of reality. Yeah. Like, pull the curtain back a wee bit. Like, we know what the fans are saying. Yeah. And, yeah, and the other, yeah, the other thing as well is, you know, as uh, we were talking about earlier with, you know, the families, the royal families of wrestling, you mm. know, it solidifies that point that, you know, there's more than one, um, more than one res- uh, royal, royal wrestling family. Yeah. So that... Because there's not many other families going on at the moment, so it would make sense, and it kind of wraps that up nicely. Not that like the Samoan dynasty is going anywhere anytime soon, hmm. um, but it's just like kind of like well, let's take it. You know, it does make me wonder about like original plans, like Paul Heyman's like fourth inning or whatever nonsense. But yeah, um, yeah, that's my theory, and it's, it's I love a good fantasy book. It's the best oh. part. Of, see, that's the best part about doing comms is my entire job is just to like speculate and talk nonsense. Yeah. So yeah, and it's, it's, the it's, story, you know, it's the best. And I think that's the thing about this moment in WWE is this is the most unpredictable WWE has been since I have been a fan. Mm. Like I'll be honest, even in the '90s and the Attitude Era, like it was still pretty predictable. This is the most unpredictable mania season I can think of. Yeah. Where they Triple H keeps bringing in people that throw spanners in the works of all of our fantasy booking. Yeah, because like, like in that list that we, we put up, no mention of the women's tag, no mention of the men's tag. You know, because the other, the, other, the other thing we could think about as well is the only reason the world heavyweight title exists is because Roman's a part-timer. So, and they're not going to redesign the world heavyweight anytime soon because they just did. Yeah. And is there, are they going to find a way to unify them again? Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt I don't it too. Think they but, you know I mean? but you know what I mean? If you want to think about it that way as well, like there's more because of how, how's uh, Cody going to get the winged eagle that he wants? There isn't a way unless they combine the two. Yeah. Or you just redesign the uh, Undisputed title and make it the WWE title again. Yeah. And that's the thing. I hate the name of the Undisputed title. I, I, I just refer because to it as the WWE exist- title. Yeah. Well, my thing is, the existence of the world heavyweight title instantly means it's, it's disputed. Not. Correct. 
right? Yeah. So you cannot have an undisputed title if there's another number one title, yeah. another top title. It just pisses me off because it means that I'm going to have to buy another bloody wrestling belt. <laughs> what a shame. It's, it's a know. work expense. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, as long as I'm doing this podcast, it absolutely yeah. is. Um, so, what's, so what's your thoughts on all of that as a, as a concept? I, the thing is, I love that concept. Yeah. Right? I do love the idea. And even selfishly, like, if I manage to make it to Perth for uh, Elimination Chamber. You need which, to, I'm going to be there. You need to be there, my friend. I Look, Shippy keeps telling me the same thing. At minimum, Shippy is going to be there as media. But, I will be a smaller, fatter fid if need be. Um, <laughs> I can't do a good accent, but you know, I'll hang around. Just put, just slip on a beard and be yeah, like, just kind of like a real, <laughs> just mascara, beard on. Yeah, and when you're doing interviews, and just be like, "Oh, hey, bro. Oh, hey, bro. Oh, I'm fit. <laughs> and then you're just going to mark out when um, you meet Dakota Kai. Oh, 100. percent I was going to do it anyway, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Look. <clears throat> We've been talking about just Rocky for the last 45 minutes. Happily, by the way. Happily. <laughs> uh, but we, there are other things we need to get onto. What I will say is, if you're listening to this and you've got other dream booking for Rocky, uh, whether it be at Elimination Chamber or if it's at uh, Mania, hit us up on Twitter uh, at DWN uh, under the ring uh, or down under the ring on every other social platform. We'd love to hear it. Um, and we're going to go to a break and come back and we've got some very quick AEW stuff. And then I want to speculate about some Royal Rumble stuff. Oh, because we haven't done enough speculation. Yeah. But Sick. Royal Rumble season is the best time to speculate. Easy. Before we go any further, this show is brought to you by OG Nerd. OG Nerd represents the gamers, the cosplayers, the collectors, the model makers, the tattooists, the artists, and the athletes. They are not just a clothing brand, they are a subculture. OG Nerd revel in their halcyon youth and embrace the lifestyle driven by nostalgia, humble beginnings, and heroes. OG Nerd strives to offer quality, comfortable, and above all stylish streetwear apparel inspired by a lifetime of gaming, music, and street art. I've worked with OG Nerd for many years and find their apparel second to none in terms of quality and appearance. Whether it's at a wrestling show or a convention, you'll be hard-pressed to find a better armour for your rig. Get yours at ognerdlife.com. All right, we're right back, and AEW just had their big end-of-year pay-per-view, World's End. Good name um, for a show, by the way. Great name for a show. Uh lackluster show for the first three quarters i will say i think the first two hours were meh mm. i won't say it's the worst aew show because i started watching aew from its beginning and there were some shockers in that first year um and even during the pandemic where it was they were making do with what they could do yeah. right um but i think there was a lot to be desired in those first few matches there's some fumbles but the last three matches were amazing. But what I really wanted to talk about is MJF versus Samoa Joe and the unmasking of the devil. Um, I went into this with a lot of speculation who I thought the devil and his cronies were. Mm. Um, firstly, I'll say that match was a fucking banger. That was an amazing match. I was convinced that uh, MJF was actually going to win it, most of it. I didn't uh, expect it to, to change. 
I didn't expect it to change and I didn't expect him to lose the way he did. And it's because I think we're so um, convinced now. We're so conditioned to during a submission, you've got the face and the um, headlock or the choker or whatever it is. They're raising the arm. You know, first arm, drop. Second arm, drop. Third arm. arm is the hold tight. It's the... Whoa, and it's back up. right? And I can't remember a main event or a world title win where it has been just a submission via chokeout, via actually... Not not without it being a shonky finish. Exactly, right? And this was a clean finish. Most of this match was a clean match. Um, And stoked to see Joe win, right? And I think MJF has had an amazing run, right? Came into it as a bad guy, going out as a face. Absolutely amazing run. He's told some amazing stories in that time. And... He's done it with some adversity behind the scenes going on, right? So he's still managed to tell an amazing story where there's been shit go on during press conferences mm-hmm. that took the attention away from him. There's been things happening behind the scenes that have taken the attention away from him. He opened and closed the biggest wrestling match of all time, the biggest wrestling event of all time. Yep. And the news coming out of it wasn't him. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So being able to stand out during that time, amazing. Full credit to MJF. You are our scumbag, right? Um, but I, I came into this knowing that there was going to be some fuckery from the uh, the devil. Mm-hmm. I actually thought we were going to get an undisputed era. Really. I would have loved it if it was. You had some. I gen- I genuinely thought what we were going to end up with was um, Cole, Fish, O'Reilly, and Roddy Strong. Yeah. Being, and maybe even um, include in there, I think I speculated that it could potentially also be FTR. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Um, but that was my speculation. I did not think that it was going to be the people that were obvious. Well, that was the thing. So uh, very early, I was like, I'd probably call. So I didn't like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't invest a lot of myself into it. Cause I was like, oh, it was like, oh, what if it's jungle boy? I'm like, nah, look at the frame. It's, it's cold. Yeah. It's cold. Cold's and- injured. So he can't do a whole lot. This guy's not working. He's just in a menacing looking. It's cold. And yeah. then, of course, and, the Britt Baker thing in that Doja Cat video, I'm like, is Cole. Which yeah. not wait, once again, these are in wrestling, I find that sometimes, like like the CM Punk return, you know, like we know what's coming, doesn't make it bad. And doesn't, sometimes <clears throat> sometimes booking what we want is not a bad thing. Exactly. And, and going back to Mania, I think we're gonna get a lot of that. A hundred percent. And I'm gonna be stoked about it. Yep. Absolutely stoked about it. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be the fan service mania. Because, yeah, I, remember, like, I saw, obviously not watching, I didn't watch World's End, because I think it was, was it, day, was it January 1st for us? Uh, no, it was the 30th for us. Oh, oh, I think, yeah, I think I was getting day drunk, so I probably didn't pay attention. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't watching the wrestling. Um, but I saw the picture of, you yeah, have Cole, and I was like, oh, shit, I had the same thought as you. I'm like, shit, is this undisputed? Like a Cole, Roddy, yeah, Wardlow, what? Who's that guy? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, even Wardlow to me wasn't recognizable instantly. Yeah, it, it just 
because he's got the full beard and the yeah, full head of hair at the moment, now. and and instant, I didn't instantly recognize him. I don't think Roddy Strong is an instantly recognizable face because of the way they've been presenting him recently. Yeah. Um, but there's enough hints on that as well of the whole, you know. Well, this is my issue with yeah. it is everybody that they've had involved in that story, like Wardlow's been saying, I'm coming for you, MJF. We've had the Kingdom and Roddy involved in this entire storyline with Cole. It would just seem too obvious for them to go down that route. But I love that though, because like swerves are fun, but not for the sake of swerves. No, but I don't think it would have been a swerve for the sake of a swerve. I think bringing back Undisputed Era as a whole, because that we haven't had them as a whole. But isn't Kyle O'Reilly recovering from injury? He is, but it's not the first time we've had someone come back from injury. It's early. true. It's true. Or the You're news that's been and leaked Fish about someone's injury. And Fish dropped as well. He's off working. He's independent. Oh, is he? I thought he was working on like Impact or something. <clears throat> no, 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 no. He's independent. Um, so it could have been done, potentially. Mm. I, I don't know where um, O'Reilly is actually, but look, it's not the first time news that's been leaked about someone's health has been fake. Yeah. If it, if it had been that. But... The thing is now is what happens with MJF? Like, there's a big speculation at the moment and question marks around, has he re-signed? I personally think he has re-signed. Me too. There's no way he hasn't. Like, yeah. And you throw the you throw the, wallet, the bank balance at him because he's the biggest star you've got right now. Yeah. So, like, um, I, I would argue that he's been signed for, like, I don't know, eight months. Like, yeah. you know, and they are just working the fun of it, right? And I don't I get think when they I think when they brought him back as the devil... He was re-signed. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, I, I would nothing would make me happy. I'm talking about wrestling, you know. Uh, sorry, <clears throat> uh, Royal Rumble speculations. Nothing would make me happier than you know, and then like he just comes or out, or at I least would... something close to that. Oh, oh no, but apparently that music's royalty free. So, so he could, is ta- that he could not... take it, he could take it with him. Is that not a Mikey Ruckus? Apparently not. Oh, <laughs> this is Twitter as a source here. I didn't do any more looking. Then I was like, oh, okay, yeah. sure, why not? You know, so like, Look, I think I, I said to you recently, well, you liked my tweet on it, was I think he's re-signed, but imagine you've got Cody, you've got CM Punk as two last people in the ring, but number 40 is yet to come out. Co- uh, the music hits, it's MJF, and you've got three AEW guys. Well, my entire like plan- Who are all but- tied together. My entire plan was like, yeah, because you finish Mania with Co- with Cody, with Punk, two XAEW dudes, like, <clears throat> rock and belts. Like, that is a big F you if they want to do it that way. I don't think, like, Triple H is that petty, but he could be. <clears throat> but even from a branding perspective, right? But yes, the final three coming out at 30s, MJF, like, once again, like, MJF, who came in as kind of like Cody's protege, mm. had that ripper run with Punk. I would die. I think that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, the and look, I, I, I would die. I think it would be an amazing challenge as well for MJF to, can he be MJF with the limitations that WWE present? Because you cannot present MJF in exactly the same way as you do in AEW with the swearing, this uh, overt um, sexism, at times, some racism in there as well. Uh, I, like, I, can you can you present that exactly the same in WWE? I don't think so. I think you have to put some limits in there to keep sponsors happy. 
I disagree. Um, mostly because WWE and the way they work their wrestlers, character is key, right? Mm. Where AEW is very is the super indies, right? Like their yeah. their characters are them, really. So yeah. <clears throat> having a someone that is so heavy in their kayfabe, he yeah. suits wwe and i guarantee they'd be willing to make an exception and like they'll allow him maybe they might not drop an f-bomb or whatever but they'll probably let him drop you know drop a shit or whatever yeah. and like maybe you know if he's if he's allowed to sort of somewhat you know we've had dx for christ's sake like yeah. they will find a way to deliver it in a <clears throat> pg you know pg 13 you get one fuck make it count you know yep. so that's sort of the idea right so give mjf the fun the only thing that'd be interesting would be you know what what happens when you have three ex AEW people in the in the final of the rumble like that seems pretty shitty to every WWE wrestler that's there but i get it but we're in an era where we're not ignoring AEW completely anymore yeah, like we're but i mean from making a, nods yeah like because that feels Seth, like something Tony Khan would do yeah but Seth has made nods towards AEW mm. uh and his promos about punk yeah <clears throat> So, like, he straight up ripped uh, Hangman's. Oh, yeah, uh, so that was promo. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, uh, and I love the idea of MJF coming in in the Rumble. I don't think it's going to happen, but. Oh, well, from from uh, what I saw today, yeah, he's, he's hurt. So, yeah. getting recovered in the next 20 days, um, unlikely. Unlikely. But once again, as you mentioned earlier, people have talked injuries as works before. Yep. And look, if any, and MJF has worked the boys in the back before. Oh, yeah. Like that entire time he was gone after he cut that promo on Dynamite uh, in Los Angeles, nobody knew what was happening. Yeah. Once again, right. as a, for someone that lives and breathes kayfabe the old school way, yeah. Like, he's the guy. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, look, I think it's interesting. I'd love to see it. But while we're speculating about. MJF coming into the Rumble. I did want to have a chat to you about who are your picks for surprise entrance in the Rumble? Mm-hmm. Not rostered members. Like, I think this year will be a heavy rostered um, Rumble. But I think <clears throat> what's great about the Rumble is the surprise entrance. Yeah. Um, whether that be a return that's joining the roster or a fun surprise that's maybe you're going to be on raw the next day but that's it who who have you got all right <clears throat> so i've jotted a couple down as we were going as my my brain got uh uh jumped to remember um <clears throat> do you want to start off with the men i'll start with the men i've got two men so far but i'm, I'm okay. sure i'll think of more these are two that just stood out to me the first one is an interesting one mostly because it's got they've they've kind of had a bit of a run on uh youtube as of late they even did a video a couple of days ago about how they almost re-signed with wwe just prior to the pandemic yep. that's maven okay so top of my list number one on my list maven is maven yes so i put this list together two weeks ago yeah and top of my list was maven and it's because dude has reinvented himself yeah and put himself as one of the top wrestling YouTubers at the yeah. moment. Like he's like, relevant again. So much so that I've used his, his channel to pitch to my day job to be like, we need to do this. 
But yeah. like for NRL, because the the founder of the company that I work for is next NRL player. I'm like, yeah. you make this, but NRL, you, we will push the brand. Oh, absolutely. Great content. He's doing amazing. Um, and he looks like he's ready to go still. Yeah. And I, I think he's a fun, get a pop, come in and do a couple of spots, get eliminated by someone huge. Let's say Omos. Yeah and he's out right um but it'd be cool a, a nice payday for him as well yeah 100 yeah. percent. um yeah because i think you know for those that know those in the know probably see, watch his stuff so even if exactly. it's just hey he's that guy that's cool exactly <clears throat> okay here's my here's my next one then yeah we'll go we'll go one for one mm-hmm. because i have no doubt we're going to have crossovers oh here. i've only got one other one i know you're going to pick him yeah matt cardona yeah that's my other one yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think matt cardona <laughs> is an easy pick for this but i think you bring him out with just to get the pop you have the woo 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 that he used to have at the start of his music Mm -hmm. like you do the woo 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 you know it but then it's matt cardona's music and it's always ready on the screen and he comes out as matt cardona yeah like I would love, I, even if they had. And he this comes Matt out Car- with the crown. Oh yeah. Well, if for me, I know this wouldn't happen, but I would love it. You know, on the Tron, it's like you know Matt Cardona, King of the Indies, right? Like they yeah. give him full King Lean of in. Indies. Comes out with it. It's not going to happen, but he's decked out in all like eleven teen belts. It just you know like that would be dope. I think at least he comes out with his original the, the, internet championship. Yeah, the internet champions are hundred percent happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Have him come out with uh, Chelsea's tag team title. Yes, 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 yes. Because that's kind of the key reason. And like on socials, he's like, "Oh, this is, adds one of my belts to the list." Yeah. Because like, what's um? So I know he's got the WSW belt. He's got a bunch of other indies. He doesn't he doesn't have a GCW belt at the moment because he had no. the Deathmatch title for a while. That was awesome. Yeah. That run was <sighs> transformative <sighs> for him. King of the Deathmatch, like, Brent. Oh, it was amazing. All right, since since you haven't got anyone else on your list, um, here's a big one. Unless I can think of something as you go. <clears throat> here's a big one. He is signed, but we have not seen him for very obvious reasons. We debut Uncle Howdy. Oh! Ooh. Hmm. I see the brain's ticking over there. Yeah, the I brain's ticking we... for two reasons. <clears throat> one, I would love it. Because it's it you know if it's done right it would be nice and sweet and sentimental, mm. but I do worry about like if it's done bad, like yeah, I th- oh, I would absolutely. love it more if it was Bo Dallas. We could bring just back Bo, and then he, I, th- I think maybe I put he's Uncle got Howdy like because... some um, Bray inspired gear. Yep, and like we can all have a collective cry because we will. Yep, oh, um, absolutely. And I think that might I think having him come out as Bo Dallas, I think yep. it might be a bit would be nice. One hundred percent. Absolutely, at Mania, we are getting a um, something. Oh, we're getting to... Bray White Hall of Fame, I, I, I yeah. assure you. Yeah, and we're going to get something that's going to make us cry at Mania yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, yeah, Bo Dallas, maybe. Mm. Uh, I, I think the only reason I went for Uncle Howdy is because I'd like to see Uncle Howdy come in continue the story well it depends on what they're going to do with howdy if he comes down he takes off the mask and it's bow like i would like that too he comes out as howdy and then it just kind of like from more of a, it's a sentimental dropped- moment to be like oh my god 
oh okay that's lovely you know Espo. yeah that works okay book yeah. that i like that yeah because i don't right. see them doing the the story much longer or yeah. continuing it just out of respect so like well, let's put it to bed yeah. um the other one i just thought of which made me kind of chuckle for if you want a nice ah moment would be Heath yeah. slater that would be cool like him and cardona in the ring hey yeah oh that'd be dope yeah, well, look, we're doing the whole 2011 uh, rerun right now, so yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's one I'm not sold on. Okay. But it's on the list because why not? Mm-hmm. Bully Ray. Yeah. Can he still go? Because the oldies, at, he can still go. He's still going in Impact. I was going to say, yeah. They have no qualms in using Impact stars. Well... If the report went out today is any possible truth, there's looks to be some WWE TNA friendliness. Well, look, they I know that... They had Mickey uh, James come out with the knockout champ. Exactly, uh, and they acknowledged year. her as the knockouts, Impact Knockouts champion. Uh, and uh, TNA and uh, TKO parent company Endeavor are in a partnership. Ooh. So... There's That's very likely. There. Very, very likely. Okay, so now here is my... I like that one, yeah. Here's my big surprise. I don't know if you do it at Rumble, but this person's contract is coming up and nobody's really talking about it. It is an AEW superstar. Oh, well, in that if... case, before we jump in there, Sean Spears as well. He just... Bring him out at number 10. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah exactly. Bring him at number <laughs> 10. His contract has expired because the... There's another reason why I've got him on the list. Okay, why is that? Oh, the ladies. We'll get there in just a second. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, so here's my one. I love this guy. I think he's an amazing performer. I think he's been underutilized at AEW. And I think if anyone could transform, it would be WWE. All ego, Ethan Page. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ricky Starks. I'm like, that'd be shit hot, but he's the contract's not done yet. Actually, Ethan Page, yeah. Once again, a very character-driven wrestler. The character didn't really land. No. And he's, I think, yeah. because I don't know if you watch he's his He's a good mid-carder. Yeah, right? I don't know if you watch his YouTube content Get and stuff. Him. Sorry, I'm, like, but... I'm ADHDing hard right now. Get him and Waller. And who's Waller working with right now? Him and Theory. Get, like, the three of them. That's a fucking cunty stable right there. That like, could that's be a cunty be stable. so good. But the way I was going to go with this is... Ethan Page in reality is a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I've watched his blog. He is a sweetheart. Um, I think he hasn't had a chance to be a face yet. Oh, okay. And I think he could be a great face. Yeah. Okay, no, I yeah. like that too. I like That's that really too. left field, that one. Mm. And look, but, that there's a higher likelihood of that than I think of um, like some other bigger ones. Most because mm-hmm. as, as you mentioned, it's it's low enough to go under the radar. There's as I said, he's a great mid carder, so there's a, a re- good potential in there. There's none of that expectation that he's going to do the best things in the world. Like get him an LA night, you know, like mm. have like there's good space in that middle ground. But in him. saying that, I don't think he gets a pop. I think most the marks of the will WWE- get it, but- the marks will get it, but most of the WWE universe will question mark face it. Well, that happens all the time. Like, remember, there was a couple of years ago, the thing that like Zia Lee came out and no one knew who she was at the time. Yeah. Everyone's like, ah, woo. Yeah. But now everyone's probably like, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pardon me. So let's go talking about the ladies because I think there's some interesting <clears throat> options there too. The first one is like the biggest one, and I think everyone hopes and dreams of this. Um, the likely the likelihood is is low, but having just watched uh, having watched season two of Heels a little while ago. And you can see that, that they can still go. And with the recent addition uh, of a member in the WWE roster, that is CM Punk. So it's AJ Lee. Like every, that's the hopes and dreams everyone, for everyone, isn't I it? I think that's more likely than you think. Bro, have you been watching her Instagram stories? I, I've seen like the, like her gear and stuff. I'm like, ooh. And then she's showing she footage also, of her season two in, in a, of heels. I'm like, ooh. She also show, uh, uh, Instagram storied a video of her training with Punk. See, I just thought that was her training for the show. I thought the same thing. <sighs> That'd be dope. But <clears throat> it could be. I have, or it could be. <laughs> I have friends that will faint. Faint. Oh, my wife will pop. Yeah. My, there's there's two things my wife likes watching in wrestling. One, she loves the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, because it's a, the funnest match of the year. Yeah. But the other one is WrestleMania. So she would pop for that. Well... In that case, the, uh, from the, the show, the, the, the card that we fucked around with before with WrestleMania, throw out Cargill, throw out Sasha, give me AJ Lee versus Bianca even, or give me AJ versus Rippers for the belt. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think if AJ comes back, it's a pop moment, and that's it. I think in and out. Oh, yeah, that too. But if she hangs around, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Maybe get her and Nia Jax for a little bit. Nia Jax is kind of being a dominant right now. Like That'd be fun. Yeah. I'm not against it. Who else you got on your list? Uh, keeping that bloodline thing going, uh, Trinity, aka yep. Naomi. Yep, that was on my list too. Yeah, well, because she's with Impact at the moment, and word is she's in discussions because they've got was it their hard to kill is like really soon. Yeah, um, and she's uh, against next week. Yeah, Jordan Grace, I believe. Yeah, um, we're like it's probably she'll drop it, and then no harm in her coming over. Like I think. A lot of that bad blood is gone because there was a lot of Vince stuff. Mm-hmm. If if there was more, if there was more secure information about Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet coming over, I would be more confident about Trinity slash Naomi. Yeah, but I think she could still come separately. They oh, left absolutely. together, she could... and it looked like they were going to be side by side for a while. But then the second is Mercedes went over to like a. a, a New Start, Japan. stardom and stuff with new japan i was like okay it's very likely they're going separate ways now yeah um the other one that i had on the last now who was it <clears throat> for the ladies no nah, it's gone well while you're pondering <laughs> this one is purely for me um and just so that i can hear it at chamber we get the iconics oh Peyton Royce, love- Billy fucking K. Like, you know, they've just had babies, so shout out to them. Uh, they come out of the Rumble. They get into a fight with, let's say, Chelsea and... Oh, is, is Chelsea... Oh, no. Their belt changed hands, didn't it? Yes. Chelsea's now back on the hunt. Yeah. So what I would like to see, if they do like a uh, the women's chamber match, I guess, like a tag match for mm-hmm. funsies. You can get, um, you know, Elba Fire and, and Dawn uh, in one of the things. You get Iconics in another. Chelsea and Piper in another pod. Make that feel important. We get a huge hometown pop for the Iconics. 
because I'm gonna do it. I will like shit myself. Oh, the best so thing would I. Like that was the one thing that I truly adored, and I'm so bummed that they got let go. Um, even if they bring him back for like a short run, just to like do Rumble, do Chamber, and then go away again. Yeah, in and out. Which also uh, uh, would make sense why Sean Spears is there too, being the wife of Peyton, uh, the wife of Peyton, the husband of Peyton. Um, yeah. that would be fun too. Exactly. Okay, I did remember my other one. And this one plays into storylines that will happen later. Ooh, I like this. Dakota Kai. Yes, coming out of injury would be dope. Right, so I think she returns, and now she's active back on the roster as an active member, and we can start to see the disintegration. Yes, this, and she eliminates Bailey. boom. Yeah. Bailey and, Dakota uh, uh, Mania. Exactly, but I also think what's going to end up happening is she's been plotting against Bailey this entire time. Well, you watch all those little snippets, right? She ain't, Bailey ain't the leader. No, she ain't the leader anymore. No, I mean, no. And how I think how Dakota, much does that fill your heart, by the way? Oh, this is an idea. I've been following Dakota Kai's career since she was an indie wrestler in New Zealand. Yeah, uh, when she was Evie on the. IPW in New Zealand and doing all the small indies. I saw her in a high school gym. <laughs> the first time I saw her awesome. uh, live. Um, and seeing her career get to where it has gotten mm. and be a recognizable face that people love, so happy. See, with that in mind as well, I would and also... And also the fact that we've also got a main eventer in AEW as well. Yeah. yeah. In Switchblade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good win. Because, like, speaking of Australian, because in the similar to yourself, like, you know, with you, with Dakota over there, like, I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they put Indy Hartwell in there as well. Oh, now, she makes sense. One of the final matches that I saw at MCW before I didn't go again uh, was I think it was Indy Hartwell versus Steph Delander. Oh yeah. So I would love to like you know if Cardona's going to be there, got to have the Bring Stefan as well. And if you get in, if you get a moment, at least for us as Australians, you get Delander Rippers. Indie, you know, like just in the, and maybe the iconics, just a ring of Australian, and then go, there's so much Australians. Elimination chamber next month. You know what I mean? It's like Right, but in saying that, here's a here's a dream booking for Chamber. You have Dakota Kai versus Indy Hartwell. You've got basically the Bledisloe Cup of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Like Australia versus New Zealand, like a good local pop. Yeah. Especially Indy's Indy's working face at the moment. Uh, yeah, she is. Yeah, I, I don't think she. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be cool. Yeah, but look, I'm really curious mm. if anyone who's listening or if you're watching, let us know who's your It'd dream. Be shameless about for. it. In that, like, we just we just listed a bunch of things that makes us excited. Nothing to do with the story or what's best. Some for Some of them don't even make sense. No. Like, why the fuck would you book Indy versus Dakota? No one would want that. We want yeah, that. We want that. Just what, make a chamber what? match of all Australian women or ANZ women. That would be amazing. Exactly. You know? Yeah, there you go. Your Delanda, your Rippers, your, you know, Dakota. Like, just fucking have fun and put both you know, yeah. the iconics in there as well. Just every woman in that match is Australian or new, from New Zealand. Perfect. Done. It. Make it happen. Yep. So who do you want to see in uh, return in the Rumble? Let us know. Flick us a tweet, DWN under the ring, or everywhere else down under the ring. Um, and I think now we'll go into a bit of Australian pro wrestling because 
while we do love AEW, while we do love WWE, we also love ourselves a bit of impact. We love Australian and New Zealand local pro wrestling because, let's be honest, a lot of the people we've talked about in this last hour have been Australians or Kiwis that have come up through this very local system, all these independents. Uh, and we like to give love to a lot of these guys um, and let you know where you can see some pro wrestling in your region, starting with All-Star Pro Wrestling Australia. They've got two events coming up in January. Summer Spectacular on the uh, 13th, which is happening at the Padstow RSL, and then Born to be Wild, which is happening on the 27th of January, Hamilton North Bowling Club in Newcastle. But I'm going to throw it to you, Ryan. What's happening in your neck of the woods? Oh, that's that's shamelessly promote the ones that I'm hanging out at. So if you're around the Seaford area here in Victoria, be sure to check out APW. It's Adrenaline Pro Wrestling Breakout 38 on Friday the 19th of January. Uh, That is at the, uh, the APW Arena. So Breakout is their kind of their secondary show to their big shows. It's a great way to see a lot of up-and-coming local mm. talent. And so those individuals that you will see around the state in future. Following that, you've got uh, MXW Goodness Gracious uh, on Saturday, 20th of January in Ballarat. Big one there is uh, Will Walker versus A-Shack in a three stages of hell match. Uh, for the Ascend Championship. Um, I will be, as I said, I'll be at APW for sure on the comms table. Come say hey. MXW, not too sure yet, but if not, come say hey. Uh, and then the big, uh, another big one locally <clears throat> uh, before we head into February is Renegades of Wrestling. Uh, we are Renegades on Thursday, the 25th at the Melbourne Pavilion. So the day before the public holiday, come bring in whatever the public holiday is uh, with the power of wrestling. Start your night at the, at the show, head on out in the city, and enjoy yourself. But, and then from so, after that as well, which we haven't put on the list, but I'm going to drop it here now, yeah, uh, sure. is MCW Melbourne City Wrestling on the 10th and the 11th of February. It is the MCW anniversary weekend. If you are a big fan of AEW, uh, be sure to check it out. Buddy Matthews, the current MCW champion, is taking on Slex for that title. So you get yourself a sneaky little AEW wrestler while you're there. Sounds awesome. Uh, and, of course, announced actually today, mm. uh, World Series of Wrestling, they've got their most wanted tour, which is happening between the 28th of June and the 1st of July. It's a while out, but the reason we wanted to drop it in here is because tickets go on sale this month on the 17th of January. And if you want to see Impact stars, if you want to see AEW stars, if yeah, you want to see super indie, like real good super indies, yeah, this is if you want guys. to see Matt Cardona because he's guaranteed to be there because he has to come over and get his yearly fix of um, Hungry Jacks. Yep. And he's got that belt uh, and kind of has to. He will be there, and it's an amazing show. They do an entire tour of the country, uh, so check them out on social media. Yeah, it's doing uh, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. So yeah, so it's Brisbane is I forget which stadium. Uh, Sydney is Penrith, the Panther Stadium thing. Uh, Melbourne is the Pavilion, and Adelaide is the Adelaide Oval. How's um, that for and, memory? Well done, dude. Um, while I say, dude. Uh, Dude, Where's My Ring is happening 
February the 23rd and the 24th over in Perth. You will uh, 100% see me at that show because the one thing I love more than wrestling is deathmatch wrestling and especially no ring deathmatch is the funnest shit in the world. So you will 100% see me there. I am trying because I'm mates with like half the crew and like I think a lot of Melbourne deathmatch wrestlers will be there. So I'm going to find a way to get on comms. I'll talk some nonsense. You'll 100% see me there. And while we're talking about shows, we'll probably see you at EPW. Oh, shit, uh, they're yeah, doing the too. Aussie Wrestling Super Show, February 23rd at Willerton Stadium in Perth. And that there is going to be not just the stars of EPW, but they're going to have stars from all over Australian wrestling coming into the city uh, to fight at this event. Because, of course, this is the same week as... WWE Elimination Chamber, which is happening at Optus Stadium in Perth. And as far as we know, nothing really impressive will happen. Be pretty nah. chill so, show. Yeah, so make sure you see, like, get your tickets for yeah, WWE. Yeah, like, watch it EPW later. Well. Like, don't watch it live. Yeah. Um, yeah. But of course, WWE Elimination Chamber is Saturday, the 24th of February, and tickets are still available and we'll be at moving the moment fast. until they make any announcement that Dwayne's going to be there. <laughs> I got in early. I got pre-sale like the morning of, so I'm covered. Dude, I, I'm purely in a situation where I'm like, I can't justify the ticket at the moment financially, but I'm working on a couple of options to potentially This is where we there. go, hi, people that are, that can assist. Uh, this is Fid. He's McAwesome. It's in his name. Um, if for any reason you need an individual over at uh, Perth during that February weekend for WWE Elimination Chamber, uh, he is a, he's a man of many knowledges, that's the word, uh, around the <laughs> wrestling scene. He's a great in, individual within not just that, but also the gaming, the media, the content space. He's your man. Here's your pitch. You should have fit. Shit, if I had any way of doing it, I would make. I would get fit involved. I, I work with Fit in my day job. I made it happen. He's that good, right? Get him happen. Get I him should get you to write my CV. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone did listen to that, appreciate. And if you want someone that can do a good hustle, hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's all of our, um, our local. Go check it out. Make sure you check, see them. You don't know who's going to be on those shows who are going to be the next big AEW and WWE superstar. So, especially EPW, you're going to see some. Like, there's uh, the one rest that I adore. Her name's Delta. She's the current MCW Women's and Males Intercontinental Champion, Intercommonwealth Champion, I should say. Sorry, she is exceptional. If you want someone that has it, and I'm surprised they're not picked up by a major company yet, she's the one. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to be having tryouts Ooh, over in yeah. Perth. So. Make sure you see these people while you can. And lastly, I want to thank you, Ryan, for jumping on board. Uh, look, you said it on Twitter. Me and you, whenever we have a business meeting, a casual catch-up at PAX, wherever, it always ends up being talking about pro wrestling anyway. So uh, having you come in to uh, take over for Shippy until uh, we can get Shippy back online, um, much appreciated. And... Uh, where can people find you online, dude? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the offer. It was, it was a lovely message to get today. If you've ha if you've uh, not had enough of listening to this this guy for whatever reason, you can check me out on my weekly PlayStation-centered show. It's called For the Players, the Pop C PlayStation podcast. Each and every week, myself and my mate Max, we use our 10 years of experience in the games industry to talk about all the reviews, the previews, the up-and-coming, anything that's got to do with PlayStation or PlayStation tangentially. 
where the guys think think about it like a a late show right it's personality driven it's fun it's entertaining but you're gonna get some good stuff out of it it's not just the regurgitation of news that you see in other pods you know every gaming podcast is kind of eh. this is just a jam packed with energy and australianness uh it's it, look i have a ton of fun we've been doing it for like six years now there's only so many playstation shows in the country there's like three of them and i'm one of them so if you love playstation if you want to have some fun come check it out please and according to some random thing that i found today on the internet one of the top three PlayStation po- podcasts to check out in 2024 behind press start i think that list is broken but i'll take it dude claim it claim it and where 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 whereabouts where oh. can they find you on your social? And if you want to find me on social medias, you can find me on uh, Twitter predominantly at HaggardMC H A G G A R D M C, um, and that's pretty much the one I've got. I don't do TikTok or anything yet. I do have a plan that's coming down later down the line. Something completely different to everything else that I do. Um, yep. But yeah. And of course, they can uh, meet you in person if they head along to MXW, APW, and Renegades of Wrestling. Yeah, well, DMG when when it, when it comes back. Yeah, come say hey, man. Like I'm around, like, especially with Renegades. My job is to be that friendly face to help you out. So come say hey, please. And look, I look forward next time I'm in Melbourne. Hopefully, it lines up with any of those shows. I, I did tweet today. I really want to check out Renegades. I haven't seen them at all yet. So hopefully, I get to come and hang out with you and uh, watch some pro wrestling locally. It'll be fantastic. Love to have you. And to everybody else, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you hit us up on our socials, DWN Under the Ring on Twitter slash X, uh, Down Under the Ring on Instagram uh, and Facebook, or you can follow me at Fid McAwesome on everything. And Shippy's not here, but you should hit him up as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, he's at the Warship on everything. And... Um, Once again, as per usual, if you can't find us there, you can find us down under the roof. So I was drinking. It was a weird time to, like, take a drink. I'm sorry. (laughs) All good.